Okay, hello my friends. You are listening to the Scenes on Toast Top 10s with Friends podcast, the podcast where we determine definitive top 10 lists for everything. Well, I run out of friends before I cover every single topic, most likely. Um, I'm Jack from Scenes on Toast, your host for this podcast, and I'm absolutely delighted to welcome a very good friend and an even better guitar player, Joe Gallagher. Joe, mate, what's happening? Are you well? Have you had your dinner? You feeling good? I'm feeling great. I'm I'm very excited to be here. Um, yeah, I'm I'm feeling alright. I've had my tea. Um, <laughs> we 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 had a bit of chippy tonight. Oh. Um. So yeah. So I I um. So I I I I had a king rib. I don't know. If, I don't know if you've ever had a king rib before. But I've um, seen you have a king rib. King ribs are 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 one of Scotland's finest delicacies, in my opinion. Oh. Um. I think we should be exporting king ribs instead of like gin and whiskey. <laughs> um, but I mean, the, the the thing is, it is essentially just deep fried floor meat um, and various various spices. But my god, is it is it, is it delicious? It's like, like honestly, like king rib. What, what what is that? Is that is that pork? Is it beef? Is it all of them? Is it, uh, is it like a a sort of mysterious animal that only like ship shop? Yeah, they breed them. People know about. Yeah, like... they breed them. They, yeah, it's like it's like the haggis. It's like the like the the legend of the haggis has got like the wee legs and it runs about the highlands of Scotland. Do they just keep these mysterious pork based animals in the back? Of a ship, king rib. Ship shop, re- ship shop restaurants up and down the country. <laughs> Well, I mean, you know, I think at the end of the day, we could probably go go a good top tens with friends just on like chip shop material. It'd be chip fair. shop, like, and, chip shop, yeah. And my my, I would imagine that king rib is probably the meat that you know the meat that falls behind the counter when they're like cutting off from like the elephant's leg. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, yeah, like yeah, the one that doesn't yeah. make it, and then they're just like sweeping up at the end. And they're like, oh, that'll, that's still warm. We'll put that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll shove that out or something. Um, but yeah, so it's I, like, it's, sorry, it's 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 like that Simpsons episode where lunch lady Doris is just sho- shoving the mattress into the meat grinder. That's, that, that, that's what a king rib is, yeah. and we love just, it. Just just mattress. I know. Sponsored by King Rib. <laughs> all right, I know, I know, I know. Um, all right, so as per tradition, we'll go with a couple of hard hitting questions for you to make you really uncomfortable and just get you. Get, get you warmed up, really. Um, and it's easy for me because I ask them and don't have to answer them. So first question is, and it's quite apt for what we're going to be talking about today. Right. So would you rather be able to play every instrument in the world, like flawlessly to be able to pick it up, do whatever you want with it? Or would you rather be able to speak and understand every single language? Wow. I know. Um, I came up with this question I, when I was on the toilet. <laughs> You know what I, I've when I've been listening to these podcasts, I've been like when when you do when you do this segment, I've been <laughs> able to answer the quick the questions like really quickly. I've gone, oh yeah, I would do that or I would do that, but you've you've you've, you've landed a, a curveball <laughs> right on my lap here. Um, I would I am gonna, and I, this might surprise you actually. I'm going to go for 
the languages one, I feel like that would have a better use case. Because here's the thing. If I could learn any language, if I could understand or speak any language in the world, I could go to any country yeah. and have someone teach me their sort of nation's instrument or something like that. I feel like, whereas if I could play any instrument, that would only be beneficial to like a, a smaller amount of people. Whereas if I could speak another language or any language in the world, I feel like on a maybe that's a selfish kind of thing on a, on no. a personal level that would be like more beneficial for me in life. Yeah, no, I do you know what I because when I was thinking that again, I, I thought up this question. I think I was sitting on the toilet or something, and uh, <laughs> as as I do and just procrastinating instead of doing my actual job, and uh, I was thinking about it, and I was the same as you because like just for listeners, both though me and Joe are. are expert expert musicians um you'll have heard we, of us we are you know. we are one of we are the top tier musicians in scotland oh yeah yeah i mean and if you've not <laughs> if you're out for out with scotland you can believe that like you know but, I mean? yeah but for people who know us they're just like no nah, nah, that's not <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get that cut. but um and i was thinking that as well because i also think that if you could speak every language like you're talking there are languages like in parts of Africa per se, that there's probably even a tiny percentage of the world yeah. like out with, and 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 also there's probably an instrument played in that tiny yeah. part of the world. Whereas if you go there and you can speak their language, they can teach you that. Yes, and also I th- I think I think there's probably less languages in the world than there are playable instruments. Really? So I would say so. Yeah. I think because oh. any, anything could be an instrument, you know what I mean? Like a lot, like an elastic band wrapped around a pencil. There's an <laughs> instrument. I think. I think being able to play every instrument actually might become quite of a burden. Yeah. <laughs> like you go, you go out to dinner, and it's like, oh, there's there's that guy that plays any instrument ever, and then you go, <laughs> and like they go and pull out like a lute, and you've got to, you're, you're sitting there while you're. Your your steaks going cold playing like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, or they just hand you like they hand you like I don't know they hand you like a, a spoon or something. And they're like, fucking come on, it, well, here's, exactly. a, here's a beat on like, that. Go on, yeah. Because so it would be like, so I think people would then start to like take liberties almost because so they'd be like, okay, you could play an instrument, go and make like you said, go and make these spoons an instrument. So you're like constantly under pressure to to perform yeah i feel like i feel like you would probably end up being exploited in some way you know someone simon cowell or someone will get a hold of you and just be like i'm gonna milk this cow until it is dry but anyway um (laughs) okay so we got a lot of traction on that one so next the next question yeah i know i know but this one this one's a little bit more this one is is intense and again pretty related to what we're talking about today um so um I'll just get up. So, who who was the best band or artist you've ever seen live? Wow! Again, wow. Um, this is, that's why they pay me the big bucks. There's, I think, there's like the, the that is a question. I think that we as musicians <laughs> are, are are asked quite a lot, 
um, and I think there's various factors mm. that need to be taken into consideration. And I think you're probably expecting me to say John Mayer. And yes, it was a good a, 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 a good show. Um, but we were like right at the back mm. that night. Right. So that kind of put a damper on that. The, the best the best performer I have ever seen was Bruno Mars at Tea in the Park in 2011. Oh. Just a supremely talented musician. Yeah. Um, like a total professional, just you can sing, you can dance, you can play guitar. I think he probably jumped on the drums at one point. Just, just, just one of these like complete pop stars. Yeah, I'd imagine that he, his backing band were also like, yeah, exactly, absolute, yeah. the absolute creme de la creme of like, of like session band. musicians. Yeah, yeah, they were. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. I, the, he would definitely be in my top top three. Eminem was another one, which would, oh yeah. Unbe- yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Um, I saw him in Glasgow. I remember I went to see Bring Me the Horizon for my 18th birthday. And that was, again, a, a, a yeah. fantastic, a fantastic show. Just like pure blood, sweat, and... <laughs> Just getting the, the snot absolutely knocked out yeah. of you for like 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah. And I think, I, think, I think what's cool about those shows is that, yes, they, they, they can be quite physical in terms of like the mosh pit. But when when somebody appears to be in like sort of real danger, uh-huh. the, the sort of good camaraderie, if you like, yeah. of of um, moshers comes out, and they're you know I mean they're not there to, to intentionally. Yeah, I think I, it's like it's 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 confined to like the people that do want to kind of get involved in it. You know what I mean? And if there's someone that is you know that that is visibly like distressed or hurt or something like it's it's and I, to be fair i've i've seen i've seen an experience like more like worse kind of crowd control at like like brit pop indie gigs you know what i mean mm, of just people yeah. just absolute idiots and just yeah absolutely. you know um grand so yeah so, who so would you just... yeah so so sorry just to under underline that that question i, I yeah i'm gonna say bruno mars interesting very interesting. I did. I did not. I did not expect you to say that. But that's listen. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's the nature. That's the nature of these podcasts. I know. I know. <laughs> um, I mean, so to just explain what our theme is going to be today, if you haven't read the description, um, we are going to be trying to create the top ten definitive list for influential musicians in history. So. A pretty big and pretty meaty task, but a task that I think, and, I think and possibly potentially a very controversial one as well, depending like, on who we choose. I'm, this could I, lose I, you a lot of listeners. I mean, again, I, as long as my mum keeps listening, because she, I would say she's I, probably about yeah. fifty to seventy-five percent of my listener demographic and is and my mum. And as long as as long as I keep listening to the first twenty minutes, yeah, yeah, as long as you keep listening when I send it to you. <laughs> <laughs> like, or, 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 like, a, like, a, I always like. Well, I, I listen on my way to work, and yeah. it's it must be like the, the the length of the journey it takes for me to leave my house to getting to my work. Well, listen, you you you're, you're usually like on the third, yeah, like, point in your list, and I yeah. never hear how they end. Well, uh, do you know what? 
any interaction for me is good interaction to be honest yeah. seos and, and all and, and and all that that business what? chat i don't know i don't know <laughs> um so uh me and joe have got about six seven maybe eight options that we are going to put on the table we're going to try and make a definitive top 10 if at the end of our discussion we have more than 10 we're going to have to do a bit of a veto a bit of discussion about who's getting cut who's getting cut from the team uh like sorry champ he's not made it um and then when we get that top 10 we need to we will decide a top tier and a bottom tier and then we'll also decide the ultimate the most influential artist musician of history and in our opinions no 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 this is this is oh sorry yeah yeah, this is real again i i don't care what anyone else thinks who's like my (laughs) mum don't care (laughs) you know that this is this this is real this is what's going to happen okay so um but yeah as yeah just to preface as well a little bit tongue-in-cheek and also it's probably hard to not put personal preference into these i tried hard on my ones to have a mixture of like bands that i I, or artists that i liked but also like looking at it as a whole because there's maybe artists in these lists that i don't listen to every single day or even this year but i just it's undeniable you know so the way the, the, the way i went about it when i was doing my doing my research was i tried to instead of picking artists initially i picked genres and then I went and maybe had a look at who was the most influential within that genre. So that kind of that kind of led me down a path of possibly only one or two of the bands or artists in my list I would consider that I would listen to, but I do appreciate their influence on music as a whole. Interesting. Well, do you know what? Why don't we... I think that's a good segue. Why don't you kick us off when you go first and tell me... Okay. Tell me... Like, doesn't have to be in any specific order, just, you know, whatever one you want to talk so, about first. I think when you're counting down a list of most influential bands and artists, you would be remiss to omit this group. And I feel like we just need to get it out of the way, the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. We have... Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's that. Um, now... At the risk of being very controversial, I once went through a stage of, in fact, up until very recently, I would not have considered myself a fan mm-hmm. of the Beatles. I would have said, nah, not for me. Um, but I listened to Revolver, which was released in 1966. And in my opinion, that's the, the best pop record of all time. Mm-hmm. Because, but here's why. When you listen to Revolver by the Beatles. It all sounds very familiar. And then you remember that it was released in 1966, so that so a lot of what you're hearing as familiar had never been done before. Yeah. There's a there's a there's a track, uh, She Said, She Said. And the first time I heard that, I was convinced that Noel Gallagher must have listened to that <laughs> particular song. And I went, no, that's it. I don't I, I don't need to listen to any more music. Yeah. I'm just going to write all music <laughs> like that. Because yeah. it is literally She Said, She Said by the Beatles, released in 1966, is every Oasis song ever. <laughs> it's a a lovely chord progression with a nice a nice uh, lead guitar over the top, some you know, vaguely interesting vocals, 
brilliant song, but Noel Gallagher just went, yep, that's it, I'm having that, yeah. and then went and made millions. Yeah. Because um, I think what you have to remember with with like the Beatles is what they did, it was the first, the first time they ever did it, and people hearing it, it was the first time they'd ever heard something like that. Our ears, I think, by the time, you know, we are 13, 14, and we listen to the Beatles for the first time, we've already heard that from, like, the like, like, Yeah, exactly. A- anything. So, the, we're kind of going, nah, uh, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you've got to kind of take it from the perspective of, well, I, no, that was the first time. And, and, and it really amazes me to think that in this, and like in the sixties, they were writing songs that that would could pass for like modern day mm-hmm. rock. Uh-huh. I mean, Revolver is a is, is a fantastic album. Um, just a, a brilliant, brilliant record. I do you know every single thing you've said is the exact same way I felt about the Beatles, and very similar up to a point. I was also like. I was like, I wouldn't have called myself a fan of the Beatles. Or again, I didn't think I was a fan of the Beatles because, yeah, I just and and again, it was almost obviously that thing where something is so big that it becomes a bit uncool to like it, uh, which is which is dumb. Which is you know what I mean, which is yeah. a dumb thing. But I, I think yeah, when I was younger, I, it was just like everybody. It's it was I wanted to like other bands, but then now. There was probably a part. There was probably a part of me when I said nah, I don't like the Beatles. I was trying to be deliberately contrarian. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. Oh, he, there's that guy. There's that guy that doesn't like the. Like I want people to like turn their heads <laughs> and say, like, "There's that, that guy who doesn't, doesn't like the Beatles." <laughs> exactly. Which is like, oh, come on, that's like. I don't think. I don't think. I think you've, yeah. I don't think anybody can really say that they don't like the Beatles. I literally I've got, listen, I like. Listen, they've, they've they've got songs that that are like like Obla Di Obla Da is nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. To an extent, so is so is Yellow Submarine, which is on Revolver. Um, yeah. But again, it was it was up until that point. You, you what did you have? You had like your what was what was what was popular music? It was like your, your twelve bar. Stevens. Yeah, like yeah, your twelve bar blues. Yeah, or like yeah, or like one way twenty or something. Yeah, like Chuck Berry would be on like the telly on a Saturday night. No, um, so it was yeah, it was this kind of. I like in in my in my notes about it. I kind of because again, I'm this region, and I I actually think I'm going through a bit of a. Did you pick the Beatles? Did you pick the Beatles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I put them in. I think it was almost impossible to not put them in, and uh, I was like, yeah, yeah. And, and I, I've been going through a bit of a renaissance with them recently, just and just realizing how much I do like them and how much. Because I, I, when I was kind of doing my notes about them, I was kind of thinking that they did, like, just like you said, they paved the way for almost every rock, heavy metal, grunge, indie, fucking mm-hmm. instrumental, math rock band yeah. ever. And it, 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 like what they were doing, that's you're right. That's what makes it so incredible. What they were doing at that time was they, they were just, like, defining was, music yeah, for the next, was, like, 50, 60 years, like. They were so ahead of their time. And they also had, 
this is this this was something I found interesting. They had eight number one hits in Zimbabwe and Switzerland, but only two wow. in Ethiopia. So, I mean, absolute what, absolute shit, really. You know what I mean? Only two the, in Ethiopia. What's the sort of geographical differences between Zimbabwe and Ethiopia? I mean, are they like are they like inherently different? People? Or maybe I I, I like, mean. Yeah, maybe they're just more. I mean, would they be like more on the side of Blur than Oasis? You know what I mean? Like these again. Yeah, this yeah. Is... I mean, were, like, like were Ethiopians were they like McJagger fans rather than <laughs> fans? Like, did they did they prefer? Uh, yeah, did they prefer McJagger and Keith Richards over Lennon and McCartney? Maybe. I guess when I when I get commissioned and when I finally when, listen when I get when I get picked up and paid by Spotify. Um, I'll go there and I'll ask them. I'll get the whole. I'll get someone f- from Ethiopia on the pod and I'll ask them. You know. Uh, but yeah, I think it was undeniable that they had to be on there. Um, and I think I, when I was thinking about, I was trying to figure out what my f- favorite song of theirs was. And I think mm-hmm. I couldn't. I couldn't choose between. I know very generic, but between "Let It Be" and "Come Together," just because. Or or she's so heavy, just because mm-hmm. they were just like. I don't know. Come together. Like, yeah. They're just like really great pop songs. Yeah. They're just, it's and I think, undeniable. Yeah. Un, like undeniable. And I think I put one sentence where I was like, even if you don't think you like the Beatles, you like the Beatles. The Beatles, yeah. It's, you know what I mean? It's, 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 it's undeniable. So first on the list and you know what I mean? I, I think... Not going was, anywhere. Don't yeah, 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 yeah. The Beatles. <laughs> Um, okay, so I'll go for my next one, right? And I want I want you to guess what this is. I'm going to try and describe it. Oh, describe geez, them to you, right? Okay. You're going to guess. This wasn't, my, this wasn't, this wasn't the, the contract. This wasn't my notes. <laughs> right, okay. The, your, producer, your producer never briefed me on this. I know, I know, sorry. I'll, I'll sack him in the morning. Like, um, You have... You've seen this band multiple times. Right? They have are, you seen this band multiple times? I haven't, but you have. You've never seen this band, but I have. Have I seen them? I think I've seen them once at like tea, tea in the park or something like that. But you've you've seen them multiple times, right? A free piece. Oh, Blink One Eight Two. Yes, yeah. I knew it. Listen, like I so going in a completely kind of different different direction. Um, you know, I think that Blink One Eight Two are. They're not only iconic as a band, but just iconic as I know this is gonna be very wanky to say, but almost just as like a brand, as it were. You know? Yeah. Because it's 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 I, I think that a defining factor of like an a, a band or an artist that is influential is that even people who claim to not like that type of music or know about it know who they are, would wear a Blink-182 t-shirt, would be able to sing if one of their songs comes on, like, last yeah. at club. And I think that that's where they were just so, so good at what... Like, they're just, you know, kind of kicking off that high-energy punk rock, you know. And I'm not saying that they were the first ones to do it, by any means, but I think that they're considered a very key group in like the development of like punk yeah, punk, I, a punk punk pop punk and like yeah. their influences 
can still be heard. And I mean, for ages, you could, it was like Fallout Boy, All Time Low, like, mm-hmm. it was all coming from what they were doing, you know? Well, there's that. I, I, you just mentioned All Time Low. There's a, a an All Time Low music video where All Time Low, it's a, the song is, wait, the song's called Weightless. And, in, in the music video, all time lower playing on stage, and the, the camera pans over to the crowd, and oh. Pete Wentz is standing in the crowd, and a little speech bubble comes out of his mouth saying, "Oh man, all time lower, such a rip out rip off of Fallout Boy," and then yeah. it immediately cuts to Mark Hoppus, who says, <laughs> "Yeah, Fallout Boy or just a rip off of Blink One Eight Two," and I think that yeah, they they they, they were essentially I I, I think. Along with bands like Some Forty One, they, they, they were the soundtrack to the early the early noughties. Yeah, between yeah. Two, between two thousand and probably two thousand five. Yeah, Blink One Blink One Eight Two were probably the biggest band in the world. Oh yeah, yeah, and 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 like it, they. I just think they were, even though their demeanor was obviously again punk rock with kind of like humorous undertones. I think they were very smart as well in terms of like, I think they sh- they didn't I'd per se shift genres, but when they got to like you know when they were releasing like something like like all the small things, you know, it was accessible. And it's what to be honest, it was the first things that I heard by them when I was younger. And then and then that's what pulled me over to then going back and listening to the stuff that was mm-hmm. a lot harder, like yeah, faster, because the- like. Yeah, like the, the the first three records, um, I can't remember the, the name of the first one, but you had Cheshire Cat and Dude Ranch. Yeah. I mean, I, I, um, famously, Kerrang! gave Dude Ranch a one out of five. Did it? And, yeah, and said, it's the most unmemorable album I've ever heard. There's no there's no real hooks to it. Yeah. And then the next, their, ne- their next offering, Enema of the State, yeah. probably went, Multi multi platinum. Oh well, they, um, because I think yeah, yeah they, they they probably did that thing where because they probably could have continued down that route of kind of more traditional punk American yeah. punk, and in a way, they, I don't want to say they invented pop punk because I think I, in my opinion, Green Day invented pop punk mm. with. Uh, um, was it Dookie? Dookie was that that uh, with them um, like Basket Case? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think I mean, so if you're, I mean, if you're counting down the, the top whatever al- uh, pop punk albums, I think it would probably go Enema of the State at two, and then Dookie at number one. Right. But both both were, but but Enema of the State for Blink One Eight Two. It's funny how they're both like feces related. Yeah. Both yeah, albums. Yeah. The, and I think uh, that. That that sort of really epitomizes. Yeah, a like, lot of toilet the, humor. The, the, the pop punk, yeah, because Enema of the State and Dookie. You know yeah, what I mean? it's, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> toilet uh, humor. Toilet yeah. humor. It's but sold at the time. <laughs> it sold, but it, they also made it bearable. Because to be honest, I like, I, I, I'm not really too big into. I think the way that they did it and they did those songs, even though they were a bit ridiculous and they were dumb, they were just really like. I think um, Tom DeLong, like the kind of guitar melodies that he wrote, even though they were s- simple as anything, mm-hmm. I they just. I think what I think I think what like 
that genre of music really does best is like you can't like it's got nowhere to hide if you know what i mean it's like yeah 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 yeah. there's not like it it is what it is they know what they are and they do it brilliantly like tom delong tom delong knows and billy joe armstrong know that they're not they're not like virtuoso guitar players but what they are is a incredible songwriters and B, like they know, they know like a, a riff when they hear one kind of thing, and they're also oh, very yeah. good. They're also very good, um, so like stage personas. Oh well, yeah, because you, because you've you've seen, because you have seen. I'm sure you said you've seen them a couple of I've, times, haven't you? I've seen them. I've seen them twice. So I saw them in Aberdeen with Tom DeLong, and I. Oh, sorry, no, I saw them in Glasgow with Tom DeLong, and then I saw them quite recently in Aberdeen with Matt, with Matt Skiba. Skiba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, pre of of um, Alkaline Trio fame. Yeah, yeah. Um, great band, by the way. Um, I, I, again, another even uh, even the three piece thing, Alkaline Trio, or another uh, obviously a trio. Yeah. Um, that that sort of bass guitar and drum uh, thing was like that at one point was pop punk. You know what I mean? With yeah, the, I, I think that making it a three piece, like I think you're going to touch on it, like because they've got nothing to hide behind. I actually think that. That is when sometimes the best, when when there's sometimes restrictions, that's sometimes when the creativity comes out. Because obviously, like you said, they've got nothing to hide behind. So you've got obviously bass, guitar, and drums, and you've got to just absolutely flesh out that whole song. You might be able to do maybe an overdub with another guitar, but apart from that, mm. you've got to just like... And I think you know, I think what, what, what makes Mark Hoppus a fantastic bass player... It's his ability to make his bass sound like a rhythm guitar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's he is is they're just yeah. I I think that it was because when I, when I was thinking about it and I was looking at it, I was like, is this just because I love them so much, or is this because I actually think they are? I and I think that there's still acts now that wouldn't be doing what they're doing if Blink hadn't kind of went yeah. and did it, you know. And again, I suppose you could say that for again go back to the beatles but so that was my and i mean they sold 50 plus million albums worldwide yeah, like yeah. that is that is outrageous and even my mum's heard of them and i think that's that's a defining factor for me when you know you know that they're popular when our mums are like oh yeah i've seen that that's like what eight two aisle yeah Joe boy likes <laughs> but, and, but but this is the thing like the like if if, if you're a if you're at a karaoke night and yeah. all the small things was an oh, option, oh. anybody anybody could sing that, even if yeah. they just know the 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 na 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 na. Yeah, exactly. Na, na, na. And yeah. I mean, if that's, I mean that if 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 that's what pop punk is, then right. So what? Well, okay, what's what's your next? What's your next one? What have you got? What have you got so on the menu? It's it's really interesting that you've picked Blink One Eight Two because my next one. Would would probably be the 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 band I've chosen here. If they didn't exist, Blink One Eight Two or Green Day or Fall Out Boy wouldn't exist, and that's the Descendants. The Descendants were a a, a punk band from the eighties, and I know they're still they're still going at the, now, um, but they released an album called Milo Goes to College in nineteen eighty two, and and I, I saw a TikTok um, a while ago. And it was kind of like this. It was a guy counting down the the best 
sort of pop punk records mm. or, or sort of punk, hardcore punk, pop punk records. And there was bands like Blink, Green Day, A Day to Remember, Fall Out Boy, and The Descendants. Mm. And I commented, I said, if it wasn't for The Descendants, none of these bands would exist. And everyone was like, yeah, for real. That's like, bullshit. that's like, <laughs> like this guy. This guy's on to something here. Yeah, Who knows? I'm gonna go get my guitar because this is where I. Oh, oh, okay, my... okay. A few moments later. So there's oh. a thing. Can you still hear me? Yeah. Still hear me? Yep, still hear so, you. There he is. There's a thing that the Descendants do in their music, which you you hear it in in pop. You hear it in Blink Way Two. You hear it in Green Day, and it's that thing where. You've got kind of like a just a one one note, but then the bass changes over it. So like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That thing. You know, yeah. they do it in um, what's my age again? Sorry, I'm not using a plex from here. Sorry. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that there's that one note that always stays constant. Yeah. But it's that you know? And I think that if you listen to Milo Goes to College from nineteen eighty two. Um interesting. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think I don't think Blink One Eight Two released their first record until nineteen ninety two. So ten years yeah. difference yeah. at least. Yeah. Um it's you can hear it's kind of like it's kind of like the the Beatles thing. Unless yeah. I'm not saying the Descendants are like the Beatles. No, he's but... saying it, everybody. He's saying it. He's on. <laughs> it's on camera. He said it. Um, it's that thing where you go. I've heard that before. I, that's I yeah, recognize yeah, yeah. that. And then you yeah. remember this is this is from the eighties when it was all electronic and big hair and yeah. hair metal and Metallica. Yeah. Metallica were coming on the scene with with Megadeth and Anthrax and yeah. Slayer. And then you've got this, this, um, and and the way they looked as well, they, they were, they were, they were they, they, you could really see the influence that, that the bands like Blink would go on to take from, yeah. from them. Um, that that just that kind of skate punk, punk yeah. thing. And their songs are like, like I remember the first time I listened to them, I was expecting it to be that sort of just hard, fast, shouty, 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 sex pistol signs. And yeah. that, and yes, that is a that 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 is an element of their sound, but it's also very melodic and 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 catchy and things like that as well. So it's really, it's really. I'm glad. I'm glad that you said Blink One Eight Two first. Yeah, yeah. So I can sound really fucking intelligent. Yeah, yeah. Say, Actually, Jack, you fucking the descendants idiot. were first. <laughs> you fucking moron. Honestly, I'm right. I'm gonna. I'm going to say something that might upset you here. I have... See, when you said that band, I was like, I have no idea who that is. I have I have probably heard a song. I've probably heard songs by them. But I honestly, I could not... I couldn't tell you a song. I couldn't tell you anything by them. But I think... Because especially that you're right them doing that that sort of style or doing that in the 80s i wonder how it actually i wonder if it was like a bit of a not a slow burner but they became more of a cult kind of 
following yeah, that because i could imagine them releasing at that time and people would be like nah nah no i'm i'm i'm, I'm not big into this you know what i mean they were probably considered underground at the time right right okay even at the okay. time and it was they were because they came out of that scene they were like they recorded in california they were that sort of beach kind of skate right. punk san diego yeah they, yeah yeah like Linker from San Diego, I think. Yes, they are. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah, yeah. But that, do you know what? And I'm glad. Like, I'm gonna go give them a listen to actually because, yeah, I I've never honestly never. Is there? Are there? Would you recommend an album? Because I I would imagine there's probably a lot of people listening to it as well. Milo goes to college. Milo goes to college. All right. Milo goes to college. Okay. Suburban Home is there. Probably their hit from that record. I'd, I'd be interested to hear from our so like my mum listening if she's heard of them. You know what I mean? No, or anyone who's. The, I think you know. I think this is the thing. Like the the pe- people probably think that Blink One Eight Two and Green Day are the originals of that genre. Well, I did. And then yeah. when you when you, <laughs> then when you when you go back, you kind of got to well, you, yeah. you kind of got to pull back the curtain a little bit and, yeah, and actually yeah. see. I think because. Like, when you're growing up, starting a band, I think you, like, your influences are are probably not going to be as mainstream as you end up sounding. Mm -hmm. Like, if you know if that makes sense. It's like, like, you start, like, you you, you start a band because you, you, it's almost like this kind of, counter culture thing yeah 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 yeah, yeah you yeah, know what yeah. i mean it's like 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 does does anybody really like you don't you don't hear of like five guys getting together and starting a boy band like do you no no it's that no but you hear of you hear of four guys who love like this indie scottish underground band that nobody's ever heard of yeah. getting together because they want to sound like that you know what i mean nobody nobody goes and says who's your biggest influence one direction you go, oh, it's this band from here. Here's their here's their cassette. Yeah, you know, yeah, I yeah, 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 yeah. I don't have a cassette player. Well, they only make cassettes. It's that <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, so I, I, yeah, you're right. So I, I can understand. It's... So yeah. sorry to come back around to that point. Was that it's it maybe makes sense that you've not heard of the descent? Yeah, no, yeah, because it's it's obviously it sounds like the descent laid the groundwork, and then yeah. bands like Green Day and Blink, kind of. I imagine they would have had that influence, took it, and then brought it to. I brought it into like the pop, the pop punk yeah. kind of style, which yeah. which sells. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Grand. All right, that's cool. Actually, I'm glad. I'd, I I wondered if we were going to get any that I hadn't heard of because I know everything, and I, I didn't know that one. So yeah. um, I wonder if you'll come up with some I've never heard of. I probably not. <laughs> Looking at my list, I'm not gonna lie. All right, so. The next one, all right. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take you back to the the 1960s, Joe. All right. Referred to as the Queen of Soul. All right. Regarded as. Yes. I mean, it's it's fun. Regarded as the most influential female vocalist of the 1960s and probably ever. Really, I would say. What the Houston? No, 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 no. That's. Yeah, about 20 years too late on that one, I think. Or I think she was like 80s, 80s, 90s. Too early. Just one, so just, go, go she, and tell me. 
no. Um, she. <laughs> um, okay, it's Aretha Franklin. Aretha Franklin. Okay. Right. Rolling Stone, 2010, named her as the number one greatest singer of all time. And I'll be honest, again, I had a bit of a kind of like Beatles syndrome with Aretha Franklin where I obviously, I know who Aretha Franklin is. I could tell you two or three songs. Would I sit there and say to you that I listen to Aretha Franklin every day or even every year? No, like I couldn't, I couldn't say that to you, but when I was having a little skulk around on, on my laptop doing my research, it was it, it was undeniable the influence that Aretha Franklin had on like just like vocalists pretty much. Mm-hmm. You know, like and, and also and also probably being a mainstream like black artist. Well yeah, well that see that's she so she is again another thing that i i love about her and i think it also makes her incredibly influential is that she was like a civil rights and women's rights activist you know provided money for civil rights groups performed at protests um, and she was also this is something that i actually I, I find really interesting as well she was like a a, a like a low-key kind of support of native american rights like she wasn't it wasn't as outspoken as her civil rights and women rights activism but she was doing it without not that she was needing the recognition of the civil rights the women rights stuff but she was doing that alongside it and you know i think she just yeah yeah, well that was the thing and i find that really interesting and i think that it's that example of obviously you know being you know an african-american woman in the 60s you know i mean she even though she was one of the most famous women in the world famous acts in the world she still would obviously you know experience that racism and sexism and despite you know being one of the most talented and like naturally gifted like performers and singers in like history and i think when you think about that she had that to also come up against you know i mean it wasn't just a case of like she had the x factor and you could go on and just do that she was literally battling against like you know there was it was at a time when there were certain bars and pubs where like she could maybe perform at but she couldn't like go and have a drink afterwards and they probably wouldn't pay her they wouldn't pay her oh exactly exactly and and it i always i always think it's like like it's it's a strange one for me to sort of get my head around like when you, you like these black artists in the, at that time, they still had like the fame and notoriety, mm. and white people still wanted to go and see them, but it was like not be associated with them, you know? Like... Yeah, it was. It was like, oh, we'll 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 take your we'll we'll take in your culture and we'll all that kind of thing, but we'll not like respect you. I don't know. It was almost like they were taking, 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 but they oh, weren't yeah, prepared yeah. to like. To sort of get, treat them as equals and 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 um, sort of give back and and oh yeah, really 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 appreciate it was it was just like yeah I, I don't know I find I find it I find I find it difficult how they could how they could say how they could go and watch like Aretha Franklin perform but the very next day you know like turn their nose up at a black person in the street 
Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. That, very, very, yeah. very sort of like hypocritical in that sense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it's and I I went and watched like a few kind of like live kind of things on YouTube as well because I just I just wanted to sit and like have listened to her and I was just like mm. I always again one of those things I always knew she was good and I always knew that she was obviously you know one of the most but I didn't realize just how like incredible she was and t- you know what I mean until I actually I went and proper looked and I was like holy shit like this is mm. this is why she's obviously considered and I mean she sold she sold like 75 million copies of her album do you know what I mean like that is a ludicrous amount and that's not I don't think that's even taken into consideration like the downloads nowadays and she won like 18 Grammys and mm-hmm. my favorite thing about her right apart from all this all the activism all the money <laughs> she right my favorite thing about her was that she refused one of the many acts to refuse to perform at Trump's inauguration oh, there you go so oh, if, if she wasn't already an incredible you know musician incredible human being you know she there went and stuck it up that big orange balloon, you know, and <laughs> that is because I think I think she she I think she passed away in twenty eighteen. I think it wasn't oh, yeah, too long ago. She, yeah. So I'm kind of like that. That was probably one of the last kind of things that she, you know, like I bet she, you know if that's the last thing you're going out with, like refusing to perform for Trump. I think that's quite oh, yeah, a that's quite that's a way quite, to a, go. quite a message, you know, and it's uh, so. And I, I think I was trying to think about what my kind of favorite song by her was, and I, I was listening. <laughs> I was listening to uh, "You Make Me Feel Like a Natural Woman," and I was like, "This fucking I know." I was like, "This slaps." Yeah, you do everything. Yeah, you. Do. But it's just I, I like it because it is a song about empowerment and. Um, and how many ta- how many times has that song probably been covered? Oh, listen, mate. I, you, like you could walk down the street and you'll hear it. You know what I mean? Like some 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 busker going for it. So. That, and so I felt like one of those acts that I kind of want to explore more, like like in my own time. But it was mm-hmm, undeniable yeah. that I couldn't like skip Absolutely. skip past it. You know what I mean? So that well, is my next well, one. So what what are you what are you what are you throwing at us? What you got next? Well, um, I've got a, a, a fair list, um, but I think the the next uh, the next artist. This is a solo artist. Oh. Now, Oh. Um, running in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, up until his death in 2016, tragic death, uh, David Bowie, or Bowie. Yeah. I think it's Bowie. I say yeah, Bowie. we'll say Bowie. I'd say Bowie, yeah. I'd say Bowie. Um, I remember when, the, when he died, I was sitting in my work in the canteen and an older guy, we were sitting, he was on the, the news, and an older guy who possibly lived through the 60s and 70s turned to me and said, he allowed boys, males, to break out of that, this stringent mould that was probably expected of them yeah. at, at that time and allowed them to be themselves, mm-hmm. to express themselves, whether that was their sexuality or whatever, he kind of paved the way. Because obviously he he would wear makeup, he would maybe wear a dress, mm-hmm. or like, you know what I mean, just like these really sort of extravagant outfits and things like that. 
he allowed other males at that time to really sort of fight back against that sort of like the like the, the, the sort of authority figures of the time, you know, whether it would be like the the the, the demon headmaster, you know, <laughs> what all boys to have a short back and size and with a tie yeah, yeah, yeah. up the two, you know what I mean, or their dads that wanted them to, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they allowed allowed open the door for for people to really express themselves and, and, and sort of become who they, they, they felt that they were at that time. Oh yeah, and have you? Have, have and I you think, ever... sorry, and I think as well how that that whole message defines the sixties and maybe and the seventies as well. Yeah, like have you have you seen that interview he does with MTV? Um, I think it's in the nine. Well, it must be in the nineties because MTV, and he's talking to them about, and he asks, it's kind of like so the interview's been filmed, but the camera's still kind of going, and it's kind of like a post. I don't know. I didn't really watch MTV, but. Uh, and he asks, like, he, he says, like, can I ask you a question? Like, the, 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 the reporter, the person working for MTV, was like, yeah, yeah, sure. And he was asking them about, like, why is there not more representation of, like, African-Americans on MTV? And, like, it, it was, and at, at the time, they're, like, it wasn't, like, there wasn't enough. Or it was almost seen mm-hmm. as, like, a bit of a, a token gesture. You know what I mean? Or it was. Yeah, um, yeah totally. And, and, yeah. and the way that he kind of, and, and you know, the, the way he asked, he wasn't, he wasn't being like aggressive. He was. He was just genuinely like you know. He was having the kind of conversation with the reporter. And D- David Bowie. David Bowie asked this question. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, and he, and it just seemed like, and then he was taking a back and forth with the reporter, and it was like giving him, and he was trying to giving education about it you know oh i mean obviously as much as he can because he's obviously he's not an african-american man but he obviously was someone who was you know believed in obviously you know civil rights and was you know a, a so how, 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 did, how did how did the reporter answer that question he he kind of like kind of ratted his way through it a little you know what i mean was just kind of like talking about how far mtv had come since mm-hmm, you know right. yeah. instead of you know and then trying to obviously put the positive kind of spin on it and if, and again i think because bowie then he wasn't saying an awful lot back to him was doing that whole the report of them as men making feel like he had to say more and more and more and bowie was just kind of it was almost like he was letting him just like you know uh and that and that is a more maybe effective way of you know, <laughs> yeah. probably like, shaming that company for not, you know, just 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 letting them dig their hole. Well, that's know. the thing, and, and he was so calm and like collective and cool about it. And I think I I just remember I, that video was like circulating also when he when he died and stuff. And I just remember watching and because I, I I almost put Bowie in my list and I just just missed out. But I love some of my earliest memories listening to like David Bowie in the car with like my mum and dad driving maybe, like yeah. swimming or something like that. And like I remember when I listened to Ziggy Stardust for the first time and then I got my first electric guitar and my dad had his idea of like Ziggy Stardust was like the epitome of what you could play on the guitar just because of obviously how iconic and he was like if you could you know he'd be steaming he'd have yeah it. totally yeah yeah, anyway, yeah if, I... you, if you could play the guitar like that 
hey, that's it. You'll be, that's it. That's guitar. I'm like, you're right. That is guitar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and similarly on that, I remember my dad would often, I'd maybe be sitting at the computer with my guitar and my dad yeah, would yeah. come up behind me and he would go, go and learn such and such. <laughs> and, 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 and it, it was Rebel Rebel. Oh, banger. Banger. Great song. Oh. Um, yeah. So, like, a, like a, a, a really, like, talented musician as well, guitar player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and, I mean, when you talk about the way that he shifted, not, maybe not genre, what's he, I suppose, genre, or just, he just, he would change what he was doing. Like, he would go from that kind of rock and roll to then kind of, some of more funkier kind of like disco yeah, electronic yeah. i mean he did like a big project with like brian eno that was very like atmospheric kind of ambience or stuff and he just yeah super talented and yeah i mean because yeah i mean i mean uh what's the one is it just dance or let's dance let's dance just uh, just just yeah just dance. yeah it's let's dance yeah it's let's dance, let's let's dance. dance. i mean that's what samples yeah, that, like that's a that's a brilliant like funk disco record oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It like just absolutely superb. I'm kind of, I wish I'd put. I kind of, I knew that you would probably have him in there. Like so, I, I but he, um, and my my mum and dad have seen him like two or three times as well. So back in the day when our parents could just go and see like anyone, they'd be playing at like they'd be playing at the the Curtisty Bowls Club, and it'd be like bloody the Rolling Stones. You know what I mean? And it's like oh, and the ticket Wait, was what? it was it was a like tenner. I know it was dinner. It was bloody expensive. I'll tell you that much. And you're like, great. Like, <laughs> it's like ninety pound to see Ed Sheeran, but like, not even really see him. I know, and they sell out in like ninety seconds. Yeah, but no, I think that's beautiful. I love. I was. I was so sad when he. Genuinely, one of those ones when a celebrity died, and I was like, that is very sad. Like that is that. I I felt. That that I felt he was, that you know. he was even, he was even influential in like celebrity deaths because he kicked off that horrendous oh year that year yeah 20, yeah 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 twenty sixteen where like everybody died he, he was set like, the standard he was the, you know he was the first he was the first yeah. one of that year I believe right so at the moment we have one two three four five so we've got five so we'll be able to halfway oh, there yeah we're halfway there so my next one all right. Let's play let's play this game again, Joe. Let's play this game again. All right. Heavy, heavy band. For formed in nineteen ninety five. Um they've I mean they sold thirty million records. They've got they're famous they have a, a music video where they were just I think they got like sued so badly because so many people got injured because they basically just oh, invited slip slip. Yes, yes. Like that, you, I can't, what song is it? Duality. It was for duality, or, yeah. or, or whatever one it was, and they invited like <laughs> they just did an open invitation to like thousands of fans. Were like one of the craziest music videos. Like I've you know when the that. boy just falls through the fucking roof. <laughs> like Joey Johnson's just playing, and the boy just like falls, and he's just kind of like you can, he's like looking it's at the rest absolute... of the band. He's like. Oh my goodness! <laughs> okay, that's I mean, uh, Did any did anybody die in the film? I don't. Nobody died, but I think they got like hefty, like hefty sued, hefty fined, like bre- action, breaching. Yeah. I mean, breaching just like the uh, every single health and safety, health act. and safety like, regulation. I, I, imagine yeah. their. I just imagine their little manager just like sitting there, 
in the corner of the. Do you, do you, do you remember the, the 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 health and safety officer at Perth College? She <laughs> she would have she would have had like a a brain. She would she, she 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 loved health and safety that much. She gave us that talk twice in the same week. Carbon copy of the same. I talk. was. We're going really off track here, but I was thinking about her the other day. Actually. Oh, were you? Oh, no. Not that. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was speaking, I was speaking to somebody about her. Can't remember. Yeah, but oh, yeah, and yeah, in terms of health, health and safety. But in terms of music, like, yeah. You know, we're, so I, yeah, I, I, yeah. So sorry. No, that's so. I think in regards to, I know I've, I've kind of. I've kind of went mostly with kind of bands and stuff, but like, I think I couldn't get away from Slipknot because I know there's a lot of acts that you could probably find, and you even spoke about one of them there, like Metallica or Megadeth, who like defined obviously getting music really heavy. I mean, the Beatles are even considering that because the music they were doing at the time was considered like heavy. You know what I mean? Like for, for what was like going on, the themes they were talking about, but like, I think the reason that I found Slip, I, I thought of Slipknot as just being so influential was because I felt like they were that bridge, particularly for me. Like I, I wasn't mm. always like into heavy music. They were that bridge for me from totally, yeah. to then going into that genre and then starting to find st- stuff that like initially I'd be like, that's too heavy for me. I don't like that. That's just not like, you know, or, like a band like, architects for example who i fucking love they're one of my favorite bands of all time like i would never have went to them if i didn't go through slipknot first yeah that's a really good point actually yeah like and i think Um, they and it's it's similar to that blink 182 thing of like they took something and in a sense made it more accessible yeah yeah because their music is like i think it's like from the offset again i'll use my mum as because she's listening to this um, and maybe your mum is too. Hi, Vicky. Um, like, when they think about heavy music, right? Or they, they, they're, they like, talking about how much they dislike how heavy music is. Or they're like, oh, I don't like that screaming music. They'll always know to say Slipknot. You know what I mean? That, Slipknot, it's, it's like it's, the, yeah. That's, the, that's the, like, the, 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 the example of, like, it, that it, is... It was the, yeah, it was, like, the go-to for, like, the school bully. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're a mosher, go and cut your wrist and listen to Slipknot. Yeah, exactly. That, kind of, yeah. They sort of became that cliche, didn't they? Yeah, and I think that that is, again, just another reason about how they were just so, ama- like, a, such a mainstream. I, I get, and I think now, because the thing is, there's heavy music that we listen to now that makes Slipknot seem very mellow. You know what I mean? Compared, like, there's some but the thing, stuff. And, but, but I also think that. that and and obviously, just through the passing of time, Slipknot have become slightly more dad rock. Than, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Than they that, once that, like, you know? Yeah, I, mean, I think. Listen, they're getting they're getting up in their forties and fifties. Their their bloody knees can't. That bloody clown that carries around a barrel, like he can't be bloody. He can't be smashing that he, about the place. And 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 you're joking about that, but I actually think he suffers severe carpal tunnel. He, listen, th- like. He, That's what I, I think. He, I think he does. I think he has. He has real problems with his arms. I, and wrists, I think he's so. actually one of the because they were formed originally. Obviously, R.I.P. Joey Jordanson because that was. I mean, that was only a couple of weeks ago, wasn't it? That he yeah, died, yeah. which so was sad. very, very sad. Very sad. And and, and Paul Gray as well. Jesus, because mm. the the original members were Joey Jordanson, Paul Gray, and then Sean Crane, the percussionist, who I think 
is one of the clowns or the one with the big dildo nose or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and they fo- they formed in 1995. Like I, I didn't realize, you know, they seem like such a an early 2000s band for me. But obviously, they would have needed to have kind of come up from somewhere. But um, yeah, I think that, and obviously, sold. They probably tons. they probably b- broke the mainstream in the. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, I th- I I would imagine that they were getting singles that were getting into that you know like the UK top hundred, hot hundred, hot fifty. Yeah. Getting it, getting into that when everything else around them was like GLS and like you know what I mean like stuff like that and they they were just yeah and and the fucking honestly so psychosocial is my I think that's my favorite song like that or like sick but I think psychosocial the breakdown in psychosocial is so filthy that it's it beautiful like it's just yeah i think but even even i think that that's one of their their, their tamer it, it, well that's it is tame but numbers. like just yeah i think yeah, because like some of their like their earlier stuff oh yeah 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 but like i think when you strip back you actually realize that they're a group of like incredible musicians like the core group yeah. of them are so, like like i was yeah i was going to touch on that the the the, the, I think he's. I think he is probably considered the lead guitarist, Mick Thompson. Yeah. Oh he yeah, is, yeah. Is he the big dude? Phenomenal. The really big, the big dude. He's got. Like, he's got. He's got the guitar hair. that, and the guitar has seven written on the neck. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He, he. Um. I think he he does like jazz lessons and things like. Yeah. That. Oh yeah, yeah. Lessons. Well, I think I think you've got. Whenever I've known anyone that is really good in metal, like people that we've kind of played, they have that understanding of like music theory. That you need yeah. to kind of have to be able to like. It's, a, it's an incredibly difficult genre. Oh, to, to yeah, play. yeah, and 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 I think that it's then when when my mum, sorry, mum, I'm dragging you into this a lot. When she sits and batters them, I'm like, you have no idea. Listen, Christine, right? <laughs> you have yeah, no yeah. idea how hard how hard these boys work <laughs> to make this work. I was like, they 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 are, and I I always wonder what the writing process is like. Like, do they have well, all the like, clowns? Yes, do they have all the clowns in the room? Do they have barrels in the room? Or is it just like, I would imagine there's like the core four or five of them. You know, the ones that yeah. are at, like the two guitarists, bass player, yeah. singer, drummer. And then the rest of them, they'll bring them in once they've actually started doing the most important stuff. Yeah, they probably just come in for like the recording. But... Or like the live show. <laughs> They're just yeah, like, uh, yeah. here's, your, here's, your, here's your barrel, and you, Bill. And do you think like the, do you think like the, because the, the, I, th- I, th- I think he, they, they refer to him as an urban percussionist. That is his official job title. A, a barrel an urban, an urban percussionist. Do you think he takes the same cut as like... Interesting. What's the lead singer, what's the lead oh, singer's name again? Oh, bloody... What is his name? So it's gone right out of my mind. That's gone... Corey Taylor. Be, Corey, Corey Taylor, Taylor, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Corey yeah. Taylor. Do you think... Because obviously, do you, do, you, do you think... Yeah, that's... Do you think, they all, do you think they all get an, an equal... People share I, the like, I mean, that, they're, they're like in their meeting with the business, like, they're cutting the contract. That boy's like, I have hit that barrel like 80 times a night for the last two years, right? My arm is basically, <laughs> my arm is brittle. Like, I want, <laughs> I want, like, I, I want, I want compensated. I want compensated. Yeah. And then, well, I suppose that's what happens. You have to split it between like seven or eight of them or however bloody many it's of them crazy, are. Yeah. But, yeah, so that, I mean, I guess that's why I could put them in there. I know that there's, again, you could put Metallica in there for, like, that, you know, 
in terms of like being pioneers of like heavy metal and like metal and stuff but i think i've i swayed for slipknot because of how they bridged and when we're talking about influ- influential i think in terms yeah. of like pop culture i that, agree i think you know i think yeah uh, just in terms of like bringing that style of music into the mainstream just when we started discussing Slipknot, you you know, Slipknot are that band that people go, people call on yeah. when referring <laughs> to that. Yeah. You know Genre. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genre, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. They they kind of, yeah. There, there was obvious bands, bands before them, like Metallica in the 80s. But I think... Although Metallica are a huge, huge band. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think they're not that kind of like, like I feel like my like somebody's mum and dad might still not quite have heard of Metallica, but they'll definitely know Slipknot. Yeah, yeah, and again, I bet there's people listening to this right now that are just like screaming, just like we're wearing their Metallica jumpers and just like yeah. sending sending me letters and stuff, and you know. Like, but do you know what? I don't care because don't care. Don't care. I don't care. What, yeah, that's it. If they want to come on, come on. They, could literally, your, they could literally be your guest and come. They on. could be my guest and tell me how wrong and ugly and awful I am, and I'll sit and listen to it as long as they pay me. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, so yeah, they're Slipknot. They're they're Slipknot for you. All right, right. What well, the boys? That's the boys and slot. Well, my next one was actually going to be Metallica, oh, but oh, oh. I'm not going to go down that route because I, I think we've we've <gasps> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we've bashed out thrash metal yeah, from yeah, thrash yeah. metal to, to to new metal for, mm-hmm. for for long enough now. So the next ensemble that I'm going to <laughs> pull from my my, my my satchel of options is. Um, <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> All right, open up your what? satchel. Show me what's in it. Let's see. Uh, I'm going to go for Kraftwerk, the huh? German. <laughs> Is that a beer? The, the German um, electronic. There's four of them from the 70s, and they were. Almost probably the first popular musicians to popularize electronic music. Interesting. So, I, I was I, so the, the, I was going down the the route of EDM, electronic dance music, and every every kind of article that I looked at cited craft craft work, K R E F T W E R K. Kraft, Kraftwerk. <laughs> they're German. They're German. They're German. Yeah. Um, sorry. sorry. No, it was <laughs> sorry. Go on. Go on. Sorry, I'll cut and myself were, out. Yeah. So they were. They were from the. I think they formed in the, the in nineteen sixty nine, and then they had, they had their first record out in the seventies. And I think what what was really unique about them at the time was it was more the technology that they were using to create right. these pop pop songs, um, as a as opposed to the actual songs themselves. Um, 
But yeah, they, they like like I said, every article that I sort of was looking at in regards to like EDM trance dance music, it was really they, they said craft work were the sort of founding fathers, if you like. Yeah. And and you know what, I'm 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 looking at you and I'm thinking you've not heard of this band, have you? I I have not. I I can confirm. So, but you will. So I'm going to hum you a tune, okay. and you will know the tune. It's the one that goes, do 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 do. Oh yeah, is that them? Yeah. Oh, well, it's called. It's called. So I think the English version is just called the model, but the the German is das model. Do 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 do. But I think what was really cool about them was that, like, Germany. In the seventies was obviously a very divided yes. country. Sixties, seventies, you know, after the Second World War, and the, their music is really like it really encapsulates that. Like when I think of Germany in the sixties and seventies, and probably in the eighties as well, I picture this like really like industrial yeah. kind of factories. You know, like plumes of smoke all over the place. You know, what I mean, just this like yeah. really kind of like, just and that's what their music is. It's just like really robotic, industrial kind of sounding, clanking. You know, what I mean, you could like imagine the steel workers of. Frankfurt. <laughs> but no, but you're laughing. Yeah, yeah. But that's like, no, I know. Yeah, yeah. No, you're and because I mean when when I I feel like Germany do seem to be kind of pioneers of like electronic music. Like it seems to be that I mean they're seen like when I was um when I was in Berlin, uh, it was everywhere. You just you you just listen. I couldn't you couldn't get away from the the electronic well, music. But that's it the thing. It's, about, that, like it was, it's that discotheque. Yeah. You know I mean? that kind of thing. <laughs> you want to come um, in and hear some discotheque? Come on. But that, but that's the thing, and 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 you would probably go into one of those clubs, and you would hear about ten Kraftwerk songs. Oh yeah, like it's it's very interesting. Like, you, like but I think I think what really they they paved the way for like the use of. I I know that like technology was being used like before that, but they they paved the way for like. The technology being like the soul, yeah, 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 yeah. The, the core of like you know what I mean. Like it wasn't just like recording through like an analog synth or whatever. Like the analog, like the synth was the main instrument. Kind of thing. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like that that thing of like um, they did they weren't the first to do it, but the way that they did do it, like they it, like kind of like that yeah. that way that like. Hen- what Hendrix like, did, like they, like they, guitar, they, they, you know they I mean? didn't, like, they didn't, they didn't invent the synthesizer, but they, they, the, the way they used it was pretty revolutionary. Yeah, yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I've, I honestly, I, I feel, I mean, for all those listening, me and Joe, we are, we actually have degrees in music, um, honors degrees, actually. Sorry, um, <laughs> which we worked really hard to get. <laughs> and well, you did anyway. <laughs> Um, but I genuinely, and I feel kind of, but, but then I suppose I, I don't, yeah, I suppose you're, you don't know everything, do you? Even though I do. No. Um, very interesting. Because you knew, you knew that tune. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So, I think, 
every, everyone that we've said so far has, even if you don't know their songs in quotes, you know of their influence because of yeah. other art. And that, again, that's why, that's what, listen, that's why they're making such a, such an, an incredible list. I'm sure they're all going to be buzzing that they're on. You know what I mean? Like, well, the ones that are alive in anyway. <laughs> like, probably about four of them that are alive, but like, um, all right. Okay. I'm going to get this one out of the way because. I'm, I'm, uh, what is this? Number eight. What, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So on number eight, I'm so. I'm going to get this one out of the way because I feel a bit dirty putting it in, but. I, I, it's, I can't I can't deny it, Joe. I can't deny that Oasis are influential. Right, I know. Listen, you're looking at me with your face and, and your, your eye. Just bloody rolling your eyes. For everyone who can't see the video, he's rolling his eyes at me. Honestly. He's getting paid millions to be on this fucking podcast. Rolling his eyes at I'm, me. I, I'm going to say one thing and I'll let you take... Oh, thank the reins you. on this one. I don't think Liam Gallagher or No Gallagher has ever had an original idea in their entire life. Okay, well that's good. So carrying on from that, um... <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm gonna. So I feel like I'm gonna be fighting for them here, right? Whether you love them or you hate them, their influence on pop culture and uh, pop. I'm actually going to say more on actual... What, just uh, like boys that boys that get the haircut and wear the jacket? No, but I know that... Listen, <laughs> I know that that sounds like something that's daft, but do you know how big a thing it is to literally, like, influence people to dress, know, yeah. act, and do stuff a certain way? Either though no, most, like... I'm not saying for all of them, but for a lot of them, that subculture is... I'm not a fan, but... The ability to have that influence over, like, that's, like, you know what I mean? A, a, a section, like, to create a subculture of that. where And, yeah. and where, and, and listen, we, we have all used, a, again, us, as because we were in a band, and we would have seen bands, and we will have, all of us, used that line of saying, oh, they're just like an Oasis cover band kind of thing. You know what I mean, and it's yeah. because, and it's a similar and similar vein to Slipknot. It's the easiest kind of, you know, marker to put, you know, to, to like towards it. and and people. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. You know, and people, people, these guys, they want to be Oasis. It's like they want to be them. You know, what so I that mean? was that that was going to be my point. It was like, yeah, I th- but I, I think that is an issue because I think. People who 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 like who like Oasis and they start bands, they don't want to be. I, I when you when you try incredibly hard to be exactly like like your your idols or whatever, mm. people can see through that. Yeah, I think. and I think that like I, like I'll see. Like whenever we played gigs, I'll see, like 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 you just said there, we'll we'll be watching a band, and we'll go, well, they, they 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 just wish they were Oasis. Yeah, they're not necessarily they're not necessarily taking their influence from Oasis and trying to make it their own. They're just trying to be Oasis. Yeah, 
And and I think that and, that and listen and listen and that's like, yeah, you're right. Like that Oasis have had a, a huge influence on on people. Guys want to be they did they want to be Liam Gallagher, yeah, Liam Gallagher. So they go and get the haircut. It's it's like it's like um, you know what I mean. It's like when I don't know if you ever saw this, but the, um, a member of One Direction once got braces, so hordes of One yeah. Direction fans also oh, went God. and got yeah. braces. It, like, what's the what's the difference between that and a twenty eight year old going and getting that stupid haircut with the sideburns? At least and... in the One Direction one, they're promoting oral health. <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Whereas so, what Oasis, what they were promoting was just like, just go and be an idiot. Like, yeah. but and and and, and and taking it back to the music, right? I know that I, I get, I, I get, and I hear what you're saying about they've not had an original idea, right? <laughs> that okay. was the bit over the top, right? But there are just there's some songs, and very similar in sense to thinking about the moment of. Uh, karaoke or a song coming on um, mm-hmm. like like Don't Look Back at Anger Don't Look Back in Anger, right? When that, I guarantee and I've, you'll have been in a you'll have been in a bar or a club, maybe a few shandies deep and you'll have been absolutely crying your heart out singing it, you know what I mean? And it's yeah. because it is an incredible song. It, like I can't listen, listen Joe, I can't sit here like what and, and say to you that that's not an incredible piece of songwriting. That's a fun, that's a great song, but it's also, it's also the Beatles from 1966. Like, is like it though? We said at the start, it is, yeah, it is. Is it, is, is it though? Uh, <laughs> 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 like, I, I think, again, as well, there's a lot of sentimental things for me as well, because I think I hit a stage in high school where I really loved Oasis. I wasn't dressing like them, but I, Loved the music and me like my yeah, dad. Listen. We went like we went to see them in their last like the last time they played Scotland, and we're talking about the great some of the greatest gigs we've ever been to. That was sensational. Even though listen, you can't you can't yeah. you can't deny the the influence that they've had on on the, the culture yeah. of Britain and Brett Pop as well. Days. You know what Brit, I mean? Brett Pop indie like Pop, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's essentially their own genre that yeah. they've sort of coined so even even though it's not all positive and there are i can totally understand the negative connotations towards oasis people not liking oasis it's then at a, at a point that it's still undeniable that that influence they had on culture yeah and it's not all i remember positive, I, saw, but... yeah, I remember i saw is it what was um liam gallagher's back bdi yeah they're they're shite I saw them, they were at Tea in the Park, and the type of person they attract yes, yeah, is yeah. less than savoury. Yeah, yeah. And and also, I really don't like how Noel Gallagher is turning into like a really bitter old man who loves shitting on anything. I think uh, my point was when he like, was shitting on Lewis Capaldi, and I was like, why are you shitting on him? Like, even if you don't think his uh, music's it's... that great, just fucking, like, just leave shut them. up, yeah. Like, shut yeah, up. Yeah, that's, and, yeah, yeah. and then Lewis, I think when Lewis Capaldi then just, like, ripped the piss out of him and came on with, like, a like a Noel Gallagher, like, face mask on. And he had that interview on, on the big screen as well. Yeah, that and again, that was, you know, perfect. So, I'm I'm sorry I had to put them in there, but there it is. Do, do, with, that, do with that what you will. 
Okay. Okay, so uh, yeah, my next choice, another band from the nineties. Um, while Oasis and Blur were were battling it out for the the top spot in Britain, there was another trio across the pond doing their own thing. Um, <laughs> And that was Nirvana. Nirvana, yep. I would have written down before you said it, mate. Knew it, knew it. I've got them too, by the way. You knew it was coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've got them too. Well, I think, again, it's it's, it's a similar similar theme we've we've come across. Not necessarily the first. Mm. Well, actually, I would maybe say that the, the grunge thing... Of Generation X, they're probably yeah. That, came out, you know. came out, came out of Seattle. Yeah, yeah. They were probably they were probably ground zero, if you like. Yeah. Um, just that, just that sound of like, I, I, I again, it's, it's it's quite coincidental. I saw a TikTok. Um, it was Cobain's guitar part from Heart Shaped Box. Isolated, yeah. um, and it was just this like it sounded like he was playing his all his very first yeah squire through a, a tiny little blues junior or something like a handset radio or something like he's <laughs> turned up to nine yeah just like kicking the fuck out of the amp yeah <laughs> um, it was just this like really kind of. And like people were like in the comments, like, how does he get that sound? How does he get that sound? <laughs> just, just like plug it into a, a, a child's amplifier, you know what I mean? <laughs> with, a, with, with a dodgy lead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and I think, yeah, that really. And I think. You remember that Excerpts album? A great the, band as well, by the way, for anyone listening. Fucking yeah. listen to the Excerpts. Like, incredible band. It's, not, Incredible. not the, not the most recent one. The one before it, the one with um. Oh, the one with like the greatest album of all time. Yeah. Shaking in the water was on. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a, there's a, there's a track on that album, and there's like they, they, they do this wee guitar solo. It's like a, yeah, a I know exactly. Mer, 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 mer. Oh, what's that one it, again? Is it Kevin Spacey or someone? It's called no. Um... Oh, I know, I know exactly which song you're talking about, and I know exactly That's what part you're talking about. Yeah. We used to make fun and, of yeah, it. I remember us making fun of it, being like how shite it, it sounded. Sound, yeah, it sounds like he's playing like his old Epiphone. Yeah. Through like a tiny wee squire amp. But it works. With like the, with like you know the little I mean? distortion button yeah, pressed, yeah. the little crunch, the little crunch button pressed. But it works um, so well, you know? It's just, yeah, and I think that was like, yeah, that was like Nirvana's sound. It was this like big fuck you. Yeah. Like <laughs> the, sort of, the sort of polished rock of the 80s. Yeah, and and maybe early nineties. Yeah. I think I remember watching, I remember watching a documentary. It was like about Oasis and Blur in the nineties. I think my dad turned to me and went, "Who do you prefer, Joe, Oasis or Blur?" And I went, "Nirvana." <laughs> <laughs> Did he? He's like, "Get uh, the fuck out!" Like, <laughs> he said, "Shut up, Joe. Shut up." Frozen <laughs> <laughs> um, slipper. Like, they, at you. like, yeah, I know. Don't be a dick, yeah. Yeah. Um, they, I, for, like, for me, Nirvana were like the biggest band of the nineties. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, I think I think Kurt, Kurt Cobain is one of the, the the most renowned musicians of all time. 
Oh yeah, and and listen, how how many? I don't think I've went a day in my life, maybe at the most two days, without seeing someone wearing a Nirvana like, yeah, shirt yeah. with a smiley, and the, you know what I mean. I, I've listen, I've got one in the washing, but I wore it in my last the last Billy podcast. You know what I mean, like, and and like I'm like I'm starting I'm starting to see people now. With like the plaid shirt tied around their waist. Oh yeah, yeah, cap, yeah, yeah. Cap on backwards with like a vest, with like the, the like the denim cutoffs yeah. and, and boots, like going about pet. Like that's like fashion yeah. is coming back. He also with, like the was, long hair. Yeah, he is so handsome as well. Like Kurt Cobain is. Guy, when, yeah. when you actually see, he is like if I, I could just if you walked into a room, you'd just be like, that is. Uh, that is a handsome fella. That is a, so, uh, and he, and he's all he's like all three of them as well. Just so talented and just uh, they, yeah, they they knew what they they knew what they were and they just absolutely, you know, they weren't changing it for anyone. They're like this is, you know, this is what it is. And I always used to, I always really like, I I love Kurt Cobain's like shitty little solos in his songs because it always replicates his <laughs> the choral yeah. vocal melody that he does. Like mm-hmm. nine times out of ten, it's sort of like like in heart shaped box. It's like the the chorus melody, and it's yeah, it's, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's simple. And it smells like teen spirit. Yeah. And if someone tried to do that right now, I'd be like, that's that sounds awful. But they just like and yeah, I yeah, I saw. I mean, I had them on my list. I had them on my list as well. I was going to do them after Oasis to try and redeem myself. Um, <laughs> but you know, like like never mind. But yeah, thirty I'm, million alone, like thirty million I, fucking I, copies. I like. think I think like Nirvana paved the way for like the, the sort of new metal scene of yeah, like, the, the late nineties and two thousands. Now, whether you like, I wasn't really that big on new new metal. And I kind of no. thought it was a bit of a ba- bit of a bastardization of, of grunge. Yeah. But it, it like 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 you could hear it, and then obviously that that maybe moved into the sort of pop punk thing. Mm-hmm. But that kind of just that sort of heavy guitar, you can hear it like in, in music today. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like, absolutely undeniable. Uh, undeniable. Fucking. Oh god, I love Nirvana so much. Um. I, I I didn't get into them as early. Like, I I probably it was about fifteen when I really started, like mm. really you know really liking them. Which is there was, a, you know there was a time there was a time when I was really into Nirvana and Green Day at the same yeah. time. Which is do you know what? Which is also fine. I think it is totally fine to get into music. It doesn't when matter you like, get into that, whenever when you, get you into want that. to. And I think when it happens, a, it happens. Yeah. And I think there was a lot of, particularly if you go to like music uni or college, and there's a lot of people who it's like they thrust stuff. I would say they thrust stuff upon you. Um, <laughs> they, they thrust opinions on you, and it then has a negative effect on you of like going and listening to what they're saying because it's. In a, I think yeah. there's there's one or two people that I that we both know that I think we're quite suspect of that that I think we probably both know who they are, and uh, <laughs> we know we know who we're talking about. Okay, okay, okay. Um, last one. Moving on to the next one. Do you know what? I'm going to quickly. And do you know what? It's my podcast, so I can do what I want. I'm going to quickly offer up two options. All right. Okay. And just to make it tasty, because that would make eleven options, and then we have to decide which one gets cut. All right. Just oh, to make it tasty. Okay. I'll go through the two of them quickly, um, as quickly as I can. All right. So, 
first one, kind of spoke a little bit about him already. Big, like Big Jimmy, Big Jimmy Hendrix, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Changed guitar playing in terms playing, of uh, totally. his 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 utilization of a distorted electric guitar is iconic, and it's it was crucial for the development of like modern guitar playing. He wasn't the first, like he wasn't the first to play with distortion right he wasn't the first one to like turn distortion on on a marsh lamp and just go nuts on it but he the way he used it kind of similar to what you're saying about um that that german band how they weren't just using it as a tool they were using it as the actual sort of main element it was, it was almost an instrument within itself that you know the distortion and like yeah you know and I, I, yeah and, and he absolutely like if if our image, if if Coca Cola created our image of Santa Claus, then yeah. Jimi Hendrix created our image of the electric guitar. Oh, he, yeah. Like the way we look at the electric guitar and the way that it's portrayed in popular culture now is thanks to Jimi is thanks to Jimi yeah. Hendrix. If it yeah. wasn't for Jimi Hendrix, Fender guitar studios would still be a tiny little. Oh. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. Like, I mean, uh, Lutheran in in California. Yeah, like I, I, I think the thing I love about him is that you can appreciate him as someone who isn't a guitarist, right? You can appreciate him as like, wow, that is incredible guitar playing. And then even as a guitarist, you can appreciate like his songwriting and his ability and like mm. how bold he was being with his guitar playing. Because I I remember. Someone again that we know, I think, having a conversation with, and again, you can like and dislike whatever you want, as long as it's not problematic. But talking about how, I was a guitar teacher actually that we had, talking about how Hendrix was like a sloppy player, right? And because of, you know, and it infuriated me because I was like, what, he's sloppy because he's not, he's, he's not doing like a, a perfect, like, minor fucking pentatonic like run there over like you know like I, I think i think what that person maybe meant was like his sound was he was like deliberately sloppy like he was maybe okay maybe not deliberately sloppy but he was like that was his the way he got around the neck of the guitar was obviously not like classically it was efficient. Sort of, that's what it yeah, was. Yeah. It was efficient. Like, yeah, he might have stuck in a box. And that's how I, to be honest, I'm a very, I when, when I play guitar, and you'll know this because you know every one of the fucking riffs I've ever played in my life. Because for everyone listening, for my mum listening, me and Joe lived together for like, what, four years? Three and a half, four years. We were in a band. We're in a band together. We studied music. So he's heard every single chop I've ever played. And, I'm the same. Obviously, I would say I'm not the same as Jimi Hendrix. I am the same in the terms of I have a specific little box I play in, and that's what I like doing, and that's fine. Whereas there's obviously other incredible guitar players who could go from, like, you know, the first fret on the E string and do a big run right up to the 22nd fret on the high E string. You know what I mean? And like, and that's fine. But um, I think they are, the way he the, the way he played was. It was mu- it was very musical, and it was listenable. It was rhythm. It, it was ri- it was rhythmic as well. 
Yeah, you know? yeah, totally. It was very like, percussive. It, it yeah. was driving, percussive, like, and also, and again, when he played, he he played with like a free kind of normally, yeah, like ginger. Was it Ginger Baker on drums? Was it? Mm. Or, and then a, a really good bass player as well. I can't remember. So it was again that he was like driving it, and he was also a very good songwriter. I think. Mm. I actually think he's got a really like lovely voice. Like he was apparently yeah, really nervous. He was apparently a very really nervous guy, and he hated his like singing voice. And he used to always think like, I like. That's why he was obviously doing a lot more guitar playing than singing, but I actually think he's got a really nice voice. Like, yeah, I, he's, yeah good, good vocalist. Yeah. So sorry, I spent a long time on Jimmy there, but yeah, yeah, that's nope. and then the last one. All right, so I'm just going to stick Jimmy on the list there. All right, the last one, modern. This is this is the most modern one that we will have on this list. But I feel like you know some modern representation is not a bad thing because we're currently mm-hmm. I mean, we, we're nope. currently living in a you know a, a society. Um, so she is a part of, I think she's almost the top selling digital artist of all time. And she broke, she recently broke the Beatles record to have three UK number one albums in nine months. So she released, she released three albums. (laughs) Sorry, that was the cutest thing ever. There he is. Hiya. It's like, what do, you, what do you have to say on the matter? Um, so, <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> um, so she, she released three albums in the sp- and they went nine all months. went to number nine months, and they all went to number one. I have no idea who this is. You do. You Adele. Do, no. no. Amy Winehouse. No, mate. I'm Still talking alive. as alive as you could possibly be. I'm saying she is like the biggest one of the biggest modern day music superstars like and also i i think one of the most talented and like incredible songwriters hit me one of your favorite artists has had a relationship oh taylor swift yes i'm gonna i'm 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 throwing i'm throwing the hat in for taylor right i love taylor swift all right i want the world to know it i want my mum to know it Want you to know it, all right? I, I I listen to her probably every second or third day, right? Because not that not the early stuff, like not the, the early Twilight country stuff, which is fine, just not my thing. Like that album she released, Reputation, is incredible. Like it is in terms of modern pop music, I, f- I think it's one of the best. Like yeah, one of the best best. She pop. is a, she she is a fantastic songwriter. Oh, she's I remember the first. I remember the first time at you know uh, I knew you were trouble, trouble when you walked in. I'd heard that about four or five times before I realised that it was Taylor Swift. Yeah. And when I found when I found out that it was Taylor Swift, I I don't know why, but I was I like I got really intimidated because I was like <laughs> because I thought I thought it was like just a generic pop song written by like a kind of one re- re- record label executives and like yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean and I thought holy shit that's been written by like a quote unquote singer songwriter and it's just like expert pop song oh, uh, she, I was she, like yeah. I think why how we got intimidated was because I was like oh, fucking hell, I don't think I could ever have done that well she she has again she shifted genre effectively mm-hmm. 
and really cleverly, like in terms of yeah, marketing I mean, herself, you know. Like, and maybe you wouldn't even say shifted genre, but she's evolved. Yes, yeah, sorry, you're right. Yeah, she's well, she's, uh, yeah, and I feel like now she and I love I love the stuff she's putting out now because it generally just seems like I mean don't get me wrong the stuff she was putting out before she wanted to put it out but the stuff she's putting out now just seems like a real like kind of passion because she released like mm-hmm. one I think it was not the last one but the one before and it was like a very mellow kind of like country kind of folky kind of thing and it seemed like a bit of a passion project and I loved it like I was like that is very nice that she and I think she gets I think she gets a lot of shit like I think she gets a lot of like really unnecessary shit like i don't really see where the kind of uh, i just i just want people to leave taylor alone okay <laughs> like, yeah 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 the, the numbers she's putting in by the way like the amount of albums she sell to have three uk number ones in nine months think about that space of time think about how long people usually normally take between releasing albums two three four years i mean she, she's probably got Notebooks upon notebooks of songs. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which you could just like pick pick from to create these albums. And I and, and do you know what? I genuinely think that she is she's worthy of being like in terms of if we're talking someone modern, like a modern mm. superstar that isn't Justin Bieber. I'm I'm yeah. saying I'm and someone who's genuinely talented. Maybe I think not. We will look at and she's won. She has won songwriting awards. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, um, I mean, yeah. And, I think we'll we'll probably look back on her in 30, 40 years' time and there'll be hordes of female pop stars that'll be citing her as a major yeah. influence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And she gets... I really do hate it because I, I watched... I, of course, I watched her um, movie documentary thing and she, she talks a lot about how, you know, what... Particularly the press... The way the what they do to like young young women, like especially because mm-hmm. you know when she really started releasing her music when she's young, she was like seventeen, eighteen, and mm-hmm. she said in the papers I was always I was too skinny, or I my hair was too fierce, or I was too bossy, or I couldn't keep a boyfriend, or I couldn't keep this, keep that, and it was never writing about how I had just literally sold like ten million copies of my album, mm-hmm. and all the stuff that they wrote about one was never true and two is none of their business but they yeah. were like the way that they were and again they do that they wouldn't do that to a man they wouldn't do i no, mean you're listen, right. listen look at we look at john mayer right they're not they're not going slating him for how many partners he's had you know no whereas for her no they're not they're like oh look how many boyfriends has she had who the fuck cares she can have as many as she wants mm-hmm. genuinely she can have as many as she wants it does doesn't matter as long as the only thing I care about is is she a good is she a good musician and is she a good person and I think yes yeah, so both yeah I think I think I think she seems like a good person considering how famous she is you know what I mean it would be hard to so yeah sorry I love Taylor Swift so much all right okay it's out there so we now have I'm gonna so the first thing we need to, so. I'm going to just go over the 11 that we've got, all right? Just for the, for the, for the viewers, right? So we've got The Beatles, Blink-182, The Descendants, Aretha Franklin, David Bowie, Slipknot, Kraftwerk, Oasis, Nirvana, Taylor Swift, and Jimi Hendrix. Now... Like that, is an, that is an eclectic bag. 
Oh. Listen, see if see if you were only allowed to listen to those eleven artists for the next for the rest set. of this year. Fine. Set for life. Now imagine that imagine that lineup at a festival. Oh, oh, mate. I mean, I'd be pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty impressive. <laughs> like, like, uh, um, so we've never. So this is the first time in this podcast that we've actually had more than ten. So that means that, and because I put in more options, you get to veto one of mine. Okay. You'll need to. You'll you'll need to like have a, a specific uh, theme tune for this part. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Oh, I was thinking some more jewelry. We have a tiebreaker. Yeah, I'll get. I'll put. I'll put something in there. I'll. I'll find something. I'll. I'll, I'll record it because I'm actually so in a position. I, I. I have to veto an option. Yes. So you can. To be honest, you can veto one of yours if you want, but you can veto one of mine's. You know, because I would. I would. I imagine you wouldn't veto one of yours because they're your options. So you can veto one of I'm, mine's. Yeah. So my veto would be for Oasis. He's done it though. He's done it. Alright. Do I have to explain my do I have to explain myself? No, that's fine. Listen, you do whatever you want. Listen, this is Well I'll I'll, I'll I'm like, okay, mate. You can, you I'll, can... I'll, I'll, I'll unpack it that, that that decision. I just think that we, yes, we discussed that they had a, a a big impact on on culture in Britain and and the way people acted and, and, and acted like them. And I just think in a, in a wider sense, they, they've not had as much of an, like, like their influence is very narrow. It's very like, like yeah, I think I, yeah. I think I said it before. I said it before. It's like, and I'll say it again. Pe- people don't go out and, and, and make music. Inspired by the Beatles, uh, Oasis. Sorry, I feel like they go out and just want like act like and play like the Beatles. This yeah. is a very, it's this very narrow sort of um, influence they've had compared to the other ones. Where, yeah. which like, which I think you can see the influence of them and in, like and in, like into other genres. Yeah, that's like Oasis is, Oasis is just like Oasis has just inspired. Yeah. Other Oasis bands. Yeah, you, do you know what? You're right, and that's fair. And I, I, I give it to you. That's fair. All right. So the next part we need to do is we need to put. It's too hard. I've, I've, I've tried it before. It's too hard to put it from one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. So what we're going to do is there's going to be a top five and a bottom five. They're not going to be in specific okay. order, but they're going to be so like top tier and bottom tier. And then there's going to be one okay. that's going to be ultimate. So what I'm going to do is right. And again, I'm going to put you on the pressure because it's my podcast. I'm going to do what I want. Um. I'm going to go through, I'm going to say names of these bands, and you're going to tell me if you think it's a top tier and bottom tier. And then after it, we'll see where they are, and we might have to change some things. But does that make sense? Yes. So if you're thinking top tier, they're going to the top five, bottom tier, they'd be bottom five. Okay. Okay. Right. So I'm going to, I'm going to go through them, all right? And you, you, you need to tell me, all right? So uh, Slipknot. Uh, bottom tier. Oh. Though. Aretha Franklin. Top tier. <laughs> okay, oh my goodness. Can you hear the cat? Yeah. That's how we laugh at. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's like she's like, no, Daddy, please. <laughs> no, it's not. No. Um She she wants so uh, give us a minute. Ah, okay. Okay, that's fine. Out you go. Out you go, kitty. Alright. Um 
All right. Nirvana. Top tier. Okay. Hey, Swizzle. Who? Taylor Swift. <laughs> I think you said K. I think you like Kanye West or something. Yeah. Um, <sighs> bottom tier. All right. Your favorite. Kraftfuck. I'm going to say top tier. <sighs> Just because that, of the... Did you hear that, everyone? He says, he says top tier. All right. Uh, Jimi Hendrix. Top tier. Okay. Oh, it's getting, it's getting tasty, by the way. Uh, Blink-182. Bottom tier. Oh. Oh. David Bowie. Top tier. No, bottom tier. Really? Okay. Mm. Okay. The Descendants. Bottom tier. Okay. Yes. And I think that leaves one more little band called The Beatles. Top tier. All right, so we now have, and I don't know if you did it on purpose or it was, you managed to get it perfectly five and five, which is nice. So, and the bottom tier, right, we've got Slipknot, Taylor Swift, Blink-182, David Bowie, and The Descendants, all right? And then the top tier, got Aretha Franklin, Nirvana, Kraftwerk, Jimi Hendrix, and The Beatles. If Can I, I swap... Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, no, I, I, so the only thing that I was going to swap, and I think it, maybe it's just me being selfish, da- I would have swapped David Bowie for Kraftwerk. But is that okay, just because that, that's, that's exactly I don't know what I was going to say. But it's, yeah, I, was gonna say, I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, just because I get I'm pretty selfish and I don't know who they are, so they mean nothing to me. Um, <laughs> you mean nothing. Um, okay, so that revised bottom tier, Descendants, Kraftwerk, Blink-182, Taylor Swift, Slipknot, then top tier, we've got Beatles, Jimi Hendrix, David Bowie, Nirvana, and Aretha Franklin. What a fucking lineup, by the way. Now, that, that start in 11, that is... Mm, that's, so, that's an elite squad. That's an elite, so now it's got to, the final part is just saying what the definitive the most influential act of all time is. What's your, what's your initial? Mine would be the Beatles. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to, I, I don't know why I wanted it to not be them. <laughs> but it, like, seems so, it, seems, it just seems so obvious. Yeah. yeah. It's quite a sort of boring answer, but you can't deny. Okay. How about this? Who, who, who would you say would be second of that list? Who do you think would be second? Hendrix. Interesting. Okay. So Beatles. Who would you say would be? Who would you? Who would you say would be second? See, I was. Do you know you're probably right with Hendrix? To be fair, like, because I was, I I was close to Nirvana just because I've, I've. I don't know if they were they're maybe getting handicapped because they're not back in the sixties or seventies. You know what I mean? Because mm. they're closer to our time, so they're getting like 
so it's maybe harder to think of like but it's it's hard to like if you i think if you were doing it like for the modern era or like in the 90s like nirvana would be probably probably like number one you know what i mean like of, of like 90s acts which i might do if i get commissioned for any more episodes um but yes so there we go that is after after an almost two-hour discussion we Two came hours. to the conclusion that the beatles <laughs> are the most jimmy but i think but i also think there was other other some great there was some great great suggestions in there as well oh yeah, yeah. apart great... from oasis <laughs> no, but listen, we, listen. We had a we had a really good discussion on yeah. Oasis, and I think we, yeah. we we fought their corner well. I yeah. think, and I think we also we, the, the, when we cut them, it was it was well well <laughs> yeah. discussed. No, it was, it was, and it I, was. To be fair, it was. To be fair, yeah, I think it was. That was listen. I think most people would when most people would agree. With mm-hmm. our final decision, I think the listeners will have definitely learned something about a genre that they maybe not quite, maybe not 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 familiar with. Listen, at the end of the day, that is that is all. There, uh, see, right before before we finish up, right? Is there an album that if 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 you could just suggest to someone that you think that they've maybe not listened to or heard? Is there an album that you would suggest to whoever's listening to this they should go and listen to like after? It doesn't need to be anyone on our list. It could be someone, you know, very underground or like just is there anything oh, that Jack. you would be like go and listen to? Like anything that you've been listening to recently that's really go go and listen to. And oh my God, it's escaped me the name of it. Go and listen to the way it is by Bruce Hornsby and the Range. Oh, okay, okay, and. My my one for anyone listening is going to be "There Is Only You" by the Excerpts because Good I album. think there is not a bad song on it, and that's a very opinion. That's very opinion oriented, but there's not one song on that album that I dislike. There's not even one album, one song on that that I just kind of like. I love every song on that well, album. It is it is a collection. Of certified bangers, like it's it's criminal that the I hope that that album becomes some sort of like I think it is in Scotland, but obviously cult, not. Cult. Yeah, like because of just how incredible incredible band, like over and so might, good I live might, as well. I might, I might go and listen to that album. Do it, do it now after this. It's such a good album. Such a good album. It's um, perfect, the perfect rock album. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, Okay, so that is that is the end of um, that is the end of top tens with friends. Not forever, hopefully, just for today. But um, thank oh. you. I know, I know. Oh, thank you so much for coming on, Joe. It's I've, I've I have a blast. This has been one of my. I've loved all the other ones, but I think I've loved the chat. I've loved the chat on this. I think. Uh, I don't know. I've yeah, it was a lot of fun, and for everyone listening, um, these uh, this is up on Spotify. It's also there's a video version on YouTube if you want to see our faces and see Joe's cat. Um, that's also, and then also what else? I'm 
I'm massive on TikTok. Um, so if you're on TikTok, and, and that's that's not a joke. He has go and go, like, go, and, go and follow me. I am on TikTok. I'm I'm maybe the biggest person on TikTok right now. Um, can I can I plug can I plug my yes uh, yes yeah, sorry I was gonna give you I, I was gonna give you give you your your little plug plug yeah, session just, now. Um, I I I'm Joe Gallagher Music on TikTok as well. I post tutorials, little little snippets of songs that I've written. Um, Guitar solos, things like that. Um, yeah, and they're fucking Enjoying sick. The by the way, they're absolutely sick. Like, could not honestly couldn't recommend them more highly. Um, great. Well, yeah. Thank you all so much um, for tuning in. Um, I'd never ever prepare what I'm saying when I'm finishing this, so just make sure you're drinking lots of water. Yeah, stay hydrated. Stay, stay, stay very hydrated, and. Um, get yeah. the vaccine yes please 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 do it <laughs> like, just please <laughs> Jack that, you're going to be accused of being like a government plant now Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's the plan all along um, yeah. okay well thanks stay safe and love you all mm-hmm.